Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brendan Hausler with Evoke Bike. We are back with a quick mini pod, uh, somewhat of an update to the anaerobic training post, but also asking the question of when to do anaerobic training. And to give you some context of who I am, I'm a three-time Masters National Champion on the road. I'm still kicking it with the younger fellas, uh, 10-time Pro 1, Road Race, Crit, TT Champ, a mixture of those, and living in North Carolina and Florida. And really excited to talk about cycling, mostly just from my experience as a coach and athlete. I've been coaching for... 12 years, I want to say. Somebody can fact check me on that. And really, we started Evoke Bike just talking about training. So somebody came up to me after I had posted the anaerobic capacity cycling blog. And they said, hey, I really enjoyed that. End of the day, most people really don't need to train it, right? And I was like, well, yes and no. You need to train it if you're finding yourself getting dropped when there's hard surges, when there's these one minute, two minute steep punchy climbs and you can't keep up, you might not have the Watt Prime or FRC, same thing, just different training platforms uh, in order to get over that hill with the lead group. You might be doing hill climbs. That's a lot of anaerobic capacity. But even road races require some. And you need to figure out, we talked about this in an earlier podcast, if you're getting dropped from surges, is it really just the 30-second, one-minute hard effort? Or is it that maybe your FTP is too low, you're using more anaerobic power over the entire duration of the race, and you're just gassed by the time you get to the finish? You know, another example is when there's a sprinter who can't seem to win any sprints in a road race. And the big reason is they're not aerobically efficient enough to get to the finish line in a spot to unleash this big sprint that they know they have. They're just too tired. So in sprinting and anaerobic capacity are two different things. So I shouldn't even introduce this in this podcast, but hey, this is how the podcast kind of rolls sometimes. So in thinking when to train anaerobic capacity, I actually talked to Tom about this just to get his thoughts And we're on the same page. Even though you're going into base training right now, I have a handful of athletes that we are working on some anaerobic capacity training. The reason being, you will hear people say, and I've said it before, and I didn't clarify this, which I think was dangerous. You got to always remember, there are statements that in training for endurance sports, There's so many factors that go into getting you to your peak performance that there's always a little asterisk. It always depends. It always depends. So make sure you're taking the information and really trying to suss out, am I appropriately applying this to myself? So you will hear people say, and I've said before, anaerobic training, you know, or maybe not even training, the anaerobic physiology, it only takes a little bit to get it fine-tuned for a race. You don't need to do it too much. Very true if you already have the anaerobic capacity that you need to do well in your event. I can speak from personal experience as well as from coaching people. Anaerobic training sucks for me. If you talk to Patrick Wally, he would much rather do seven one-minute max efforts than do a 30-minute 
102 105% effort. I am the exact opposite. Line me up for FTP, low VO2 stuff all day. I do not want to do a one minute effort. I don't like it. My body doesn't like it. Part of me getting better at that was riding with somebody like Patrick to see how hard he was going on the bike. I realized there was a mental block and he just kept telling me it's only 60 seconds because a lot of times you're going to start dying around 40 seconds. I think 60 seconds is a great, really good anaerobic duration simply because by 40, you want to stop. And then when you learn to teach your brain to shut off and go that extra 20 seconds, it's incredible. It is game changed in the watts that you will put out over time. And one thing, one quick caveat, when you're looking at your power file afterwards, I have recently emailed two, two or three athletes and was like, I know you're not going deep enough because you are finishing the interval and almost immediately falling back into zone two. You should have blood coming out of your eyes at the end of one minute. If you are not, you are not going hard enough. You are not pushing yourself hard enough. You will not get as strong as you possibly can. <sighs> this is a plug. Lactigo. The science. I'm not one to always be like, look at this study because endurance studies are often not that strong. If you look at people that put out information and look at this study, look at that study. When you really look at the study, sometimes it's like five athletes that they've tested. The science behind Lactigo is insane. One minute efforts. It will blow your mind. So... When would you train this if you don't have the punch that you need? Right before race season might not be enough. And you're not going to be fine-tuning if you don't have enough anaerobic capacity. Now is the time that you could do that. And that's what I did one autumn season. I started doing one-minute efforts. And I wasn't doing them all the time. But maybe once every 10 days, I would go out and do five-by-ones. Or maybe seven-by, like... A minute and a half if I wanted to go a little bit longer. You got to fiddle with these and, and read the blog on how to dial in whether you're going full bore or maybe you're going like 95% for multiple times. I think a mixture is good. But what you want to do, you could start this in, I hate the term off season because look, this isn't the off season you're training now. In the non-race season, even though it's technically base period because it will take some time to build this capacity up as opposed to just tuning up before races if you're more naturally anaerobic. This training will also be extremely fatiguing, really fit fatiguing. And part of this experiment is figuring out the dosing. I've had athletes that will go out and they're like, there's no way I could do those watts for five. I'm like, great, do them for two and then die on the third. And then on the fourth, really make sure you're dead. Like take a ton of rest before the fourth and go in giving it hell. And sometimes they're like, wait, I actually did the fourth. Maybe I didn't go hard enough on the third. Or maybe we need more rest. It, this definitely takes some experimentation. You want to figure that out. How many sessions can help you and how many just start making you feeling too exhausted. Once you develop the punch that you need, you can maintain this. You know, Every other week, specific training, you don't want to go overboard so that you're completely shifting your physiology towards becoming a more anaerobic power producing athlete. So the other side is you could top out and not really re realize it. It's so fatiguing and you could, you know, you're making gains, you're making gains. Now you're thinking maybe I need to do this twice a week. You kind of top out. And then the natural thing for a lot of us to think is, okay, I've stopped making gains. I need to do more. More is better. 
not always, right? More is definitely not always better, especially in this sport. So as you try to continue to increase that punch, you end up actually just driving yourself into the ground. Don't lose your motivation. Do not drive yourself into the ground in December and January. It is a long, long, long year ahead. So it really helps to have a second pair of eyes that you can talk to. And I put in the blog, this is not a plug for a coach, but this is a great way for you and your friend, maybe that also trains and doesn't have a coach to engage with each other, watch over each other's calendars, talk about it, assess how you are feeling. Because right now you might not have races to test this. I think a race or a hard group ride when you're in season is going to be the way to figure out, do I have enough punch? That was the biggest thing that I have talked with Tom about at length of, I love WKO, I love the platforms, but dialing in more of a conversation with yourself as the athlete. My biggest thing was getting dropped when there were repeated punches over and over. It wasn't a, I wasn't getting dropped on like a one-off 30 second or 60 second effort. I was getting dropped when it was 15 minutes of slugfest back and forth in a long gravel race end of a road race if I'm out man and just a lot of punches getting thrown and we kind of made the best guess hey this might be a lactate clearance issue and my cycling has massively improved simply by targeting that with really targeted over-unders focusing on vo2 max and clearing in the tempo range it has I'm just amazed at how reframing my training away from just metrics and more towards the physiology and the anecdotal evidence that I give back to myself as an athlete has helped me go to the next level, helped me no doubt win another Masters National Championship, no doubt win the segment, now it's really segment racing, the Grand Fondo National Championship Masters uh, category. I always want to make sure I... (laughs) Do not leave out the word masters because I definitely did not win the segment one against, um, oh man, I'm blanking on his name. The guy from uh, CS Velo, Sean Gardner. I'm not going to beat that dude on climbing. Super beast. So have you and your friend figured out, you know, subjectively, are you no longer getting dropped from the surges? This type of training cannot improve indefinitely. You know, it's really probably more limited than the aerobic stuff even though aerobic training takes longer to develop. So at some point, you're at where you're at as an athlete. You know, I I think that I say, I hate saying that, but the problem with anaerobic training is because it's so fatiguing, because it takes this figuring out of exactly what is the dose, how many, what's the duration, what's your rest interval, where do you place this in with all the other training? Because it's going to overtake the focus. And if you're going to do it in base season, you really still want to be focusing aerobically. This is just trying to utilize this non-race time. It's such a balancing act. Um, this is when a coach comes into play to help you oversee this. I would, I do not like doing this type of thing on my own. So, you know, if we could only all increase anaerobic and aerobic power in six months, that would just be a beautiful thing. And if you haven't read the blog or if you're not familiar The biggest reason why more anaerobic is not always better is remember that you will create more lactic acid at lower levels of power if you become more anaerobic because of how you are creating energy to pedal the bike. 
glycolysis, the breakdown of glucose. It creates the hydrogen ion. If you're not familiar with this process, read the blog. And I mean, the worst part about that is you could technically lower your FTP if your aerobic training does not increase more so than the anaerobic. So it's just small doses, but at the right time. So now's the time. Uh, I shouldn't say that. You might be in cross season. So now's probably not the time. (laughs) But good luck with the training. Hit us up. We have more exciting things coming. Evoke is about to hit its third birthday in a couple months. We just opened the store. You can check that out on our link tree. If you have ever asked yourself or you have messaged me, hey, I'd love to support you guys. Love what you're doing. I love that there's so much free information. Just buy a t-shirt. Rock the shirt at a race. Let people know that you listen to the podcast. Send your favorite blog to a friend. That's all we ask. Not asking you for money. Not asking you for $14.99 for a template. I just want to talk about cycling. I want to share my opinions. And I want to share them because I want to learn from you what your experience has been. If you're not in the Discord, there's almost 300 people in there. We have coaches. We have athletes. We have strength coaches, nutritionists. There's people all walks of life. It is an amazing little community. I'm excited when we all look back and we say, man, remember when there's only 250 people in here? It's like pretty getting noisy. Uh, It'll be really, really exciting times. So you are still early. Get in the discord. Being early is good. The end.